Hello guys, welcome to Conversations with Nick and Yaya. I'm Nick. I'm Yaya. Finally. And I'm Ashwin. The producer. Sorry guys, I've been I've been in Australia for two weeks. I can't say I, I missed I missed all of you. I, I miss doing a podcast every Monday. So how have you guys been? Yeah, uh we suffered no loud. It's all good. Ashwin is showing thumbs up with all good without Yaya. Then bad are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's talk about some important stuff that we okay. yeah so what what you're gonna talk about the AFF first yeah let's talk about AFF first we I'm gonna pass the mic over to Ashwin because he's the football pundit all right uh thanks Nick all right so yeah were you following the the final over yeah there? I was uh but when my I wasn't following as closely as I would have been if I was in Malaysia because mm-hmm. I was in Australia mm-hmm. but I I really wanted to be in the ma- uh, in the stadium, stadium. When, when the finals happened. Yeah. It was really like it must have been it crazy was really atmosphere. Yeah, even watching the even watching the upper summary. Uh huh. So uh, what what do you think about the game? I mean the loss. I think Malaysia fought valiantly against Thailand, and we we left the court, we left the field, uh, with our heads held high during the end of the match. I I don't think anyone can say that we 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 didn't play as hard as we could have in the field. We we did everything on the field that we could have, and mm-hmm. we there's nothing we can do lah. We just lost. But don't you think it's like odd that every every single time Malaysia never never fails to concede goals? Like all right, we we played we played a good first half. We we scored three goals. We were en route to winning the title, and then all of a sudden we just conceded two goals. And which blew was everything it, wasn't away. Wasn't the first match two 0 to yeah that, yeah. But then we we when we scored the three goals, we got back. We the ball was in yeah, our court. Yeah. yeah, but so I mean, and even even our the the manager of the national team said the players could only last seventy minutes. What do you think about that? Do you think it's a valid excuse? I mean, as a professional footballer, do you think you should only last seventy minutes in a game? Malaysia lasted seventy minutes on the field. I mean, they need more training, lah. It's. I feel that next year we'll do better. I mean, the next next year, lah. I I have hope for Malaysia for the next year. It's, mm. it's a progressive process, yeah. you know. You yeah, you yeah. have to at least at least we made it yeah, to the finals. Yeah, we made it to the yeah. finals, man. Exactly. That's How many countries thing. can yeah. say that? Only two. So like, be proud. Don't yeah. complain, man. You're you're a wet blanket on this situation. Ah, dude, we didn't make it to the finals and World Cup. We only made it into the. <laughs> AFF Cup you have to be it's proud like, of something okay <laughs> it's not that big you know you have to be proud of something okay yeah I know I know yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, for I'm, Malaysia I'm, I'm how, not, many, how yeah. many times have we reached the finals I'm, I'm, I'm not that uh, um, disappointed that we lost but I'm just disappointed on our performance you know like the second half when they just like all looked so washed out and and like that yeah uh, yeah. I, I think I, they need more stamina they need yeah. more training yeah. I, need, I, I, I still feel that Malaysia the, we are not training our youth to mm-hmm. become footballers as much as we should should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only footballers as athletes, uh, other sports, as yeah. any athletes or any uh, sportsmen, mm-hmm. because our sports program for the secondary school, or the primary school is so divided. You know, yeah. I, I don't feel it's 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 a unified process or mm-hmm. finding the talent in mm-hmm. among our youth. Also, it's not it's not a. I don't feel it's really great among Malaysians. So we need to improve. Yeah, I, definitely. I, I, from from what I can see, the government is really dedicated a lot of money to uh, mm, sports. sports. Yeah. So I I I think we next year we might take home the Suzuki Cup. 
I don't think so. It's next year. I think it's oh two yeah, years. Next, yeah, next two years. Yeah. All right. So you've been away for two weeks in Australia. What did you do there? Tell us some interesting stories. Okay, so Australia. Australia was really fun. I, I went there mainly to see my brother graduate. Mm-hmm. He was graduating a Bachelor's of Engineering. So it was a graduating trip. La. But then my parents thought it would be fun to add in like, like a vacation, vacation yeah. into it. La. I mean, you're in Australia. Yeah. Why not just... What? Make use of the time, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're not, not going to go there like more than two times in your life. So why not just like enjoy it <laughs> while you can? So while I was in Australia, I went to three cities. I went to Brisbane where my brother was studying and Gold Coast, which is close to Brisbane and is the theme park of, wait, is the capital for theme parks in Australia. So they mm-hmm. have like more than four theme parks there. Uh, what, what, is it one of them like the Warner, Warner Brothers, Warner yeah. Brothers theme park? I went there, uh, the Universal Studios. Oh, that's and amazing. They have another two, SeaWorld, and uh, they have another two. I forgot. It's mostly very, it's like really fun there. Like Gold Coast is the capital fun, they say. So yeah, that was fun. But after that, uh, my my dad was really like into driving, like so you, you know, long travel? long drive, long drive. So we took a drive from Brisbane to Sydney, which is around a thousand kilometers. Oh, so we did that in three days. So the first day we so did you guys like stopped 300, in highways. No, we stopped in like small. We stopped in like towns? Uh, like towns where they have a lot of motels, where uh-huh. it's like a vacation spot, but it's not a big vacation. Yeah, I mean, spot. That, I mean, you you guys are like not taking a tour or whatever. You yeah. Yeah, we, we did it ourselves. Just rent a car, yeah. travel around Australia. Yeah. That, that, that because true... uh, we used to do tours, but we realized that the real experience of like living in a new, uh, another country, you can only get if you do it yourself. That is If right. you're going through true. a tour, you, you feel like you're confined to a restriction. A schedule to yeah. actually follow and, and stuff like this. Yeah. And like, you, like in one day, you might be really tired and you just don't want to do anything. And, yeah, like, yeah, true. And they, they are telling you to go down and it's like, I don't want to do it, man. So, yeah. and like, when you're doing it yourself, you can one day you can be like everywhere, and one day you can be like in your house, just like oh, I don't want to do anything today. You know, do you know where's the first place I would like to travel alone in the world? Is like I want to go to India. <laughs> yeah, India is really <laughs> India nice place to great. travel. I because, really want to experience because the culture. Even, even in the country, it's so diverse. The culture Beautiful. from north to south, from like the northern regions where it's colder to the southern regions where yeah, it's, it's very hot. So in between a in a country, that is the most diverse culture you can find. Yeah, yeah even though they that they are one country they have so much diversity among them it's even more than Malaysia so yeah I, I want to travel like from North India to Southern to India to South India one day, la, one day la, I, haven't, I haven't planned it so yeah. let's do day. it la. let's do it together la, one day Ashwin what do you think ah? yeah why not I'm actually going to uh, Cambodia soon. Oh yeah, hey, this fellow going Cambodia is going to leave yeah, us again. Cambodia. Our producer is leaving us. Yeah, what else you do in Sydney, man? No, yeah. sorry, what else you do in Australia? So, oh yeah, so from Brisbane to Gold Coast, then we went to Sydney. So on in Sydney, the first day we arrived, we took the whole day off. So we were like planning for the f- uh, next few days. So the next day, the Sydney siege happened. Oh, were you in? No, were you in Sydney actually? I was in. I was in my hotel 
in I Sydney. Was, in Sydney. Oh my! But I wasn't in the in the in the actual city where it happened. So I was in the suburbs, a little bit to the outside of the so, city. So yeah, t- tell us anything about it. We, we're I, actually not really sure about it because the news and media. Yeah, has been like, actually, uh, when it was happening, I didn't know anything about it because I didn't have any mobile data on my phone, so I wasn't receiving any messages or okay. anything. So I we were mostly listening to like songs that we brought along on the trip. So we didn't know what was happening on the radios. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So when we got back to the hotel. It was a total surprise for us when when we turned on the TV and suddenly this thing was going on. Just popped up and then yeah, I wasn't clear on what was happening, but I I I read about it. I read. It. I didn't read about it. I I I heard it on the news. So basically, a Muslim person went into a cafe and started waving a gun and held them hostage. Reason being, he actually there was no reason. He didn't give a reason. He there was no reason given, and that's that's the whole saddest part of this whole thing. But he did put a flag in the the window of the cafe with the Islamic uh, characters on it. I'm not sure what it means. Uh, but, but he has nothing to do with the IS. Ah, uh, yeah. Nothing so, gonna do with IS, right? Yeah. So and then, uh, but after he put the Islamic fa- uh, flag there, um, a lot of people said that it's. From the politically IS. motivated or like yeah, politically politically motivated towards like Islamic views. I mean like like IS lah. They yeah. they are extremists, you know. And oh my but god, it it was a like crazy ride. You guys, uh, because uh, since you're in Australia and in Sydney as well, were you like were they news like telling you guys to actually stay at home or no there- no? So the, the when it happened, they closed down the the street of where it happened and. The next day, when it was it was over in two a.m. the next next morning. Okay. So the next day, it was open. Everything was open for it was business. Just fine and everything was alright. And the terrorist, he was very strategic when he tried to find the cafe he wanted to go into. He he found a cafe that was near the courts of Sydney. All right. And also right beside a news station. A news station. A news station. A station so, is in what like a, a news station? So it's a uh, Channel Seven News. So, ah, so basically, they they had to cover it. They like they will they will come down immediately to cover it. I mean, that guy that guy wanted to get out his like he. The main point of a terrorist attack is to like, get, it get, out pe- to the- get people talking about it or like. Uh-huh. Do you want to? You, you want to? You want to uh, send provoke, out a message? Provoke a um, uh, uh, retaliation or a message, or you yeah. want to send out a message? That's that's what terrorists do so when this guy did it, did that in the cafe like all the news stations came down like immediately and they were like there was a media blast on every TV channel you could in Australia ever, of course yeah and the people were scared for the the people in the as the hostages I mean yeah of course the man, Austra- Australian people lives. are like very I mean they can connect to the other people <laughs> I haven't felt so much empathy you know they feel so empathy towards, towards other people the innocent the, people the, in the, the cafe. next day when when the Sydney siege was over I saw so much like bouquets on the streets it was so amazing how how the Australian people came together around yeah, this and sadly two people died yeah and not including the terrorists so where's the terrorist right now I mean, so he, he he was shot and killed yeah during the during, siege so at 2am next morning after the whole day of siege the police had information that the terrorists had shot and killed a person so they, so they went in you went they, in they, they, they can't hold they went in with all their forces and in the video you can see they were shooting for like almost 10 seconds and it's oh my god it's it's like one of the videos I I cannot see you know it's so it scares me you know it's also scary it's very scary 
it's like in you're killing someone as yeah it's not yeah. it's not really that nice and, to see actually and he was killed so yeah i have no regrets for him <laughs> but the during when the police entered there was this one hostage that was caught i don't know what happened if the terrorist killed her or she was caught in the crossfire uh but sadly she died she died so as well yeah that's All really right. really sad lah that's kind of so sad thank god most of the hostages are alive and they're safe at home and apparently one of the hostages was gay so now the australian people are like uh moving for gay rights Because, oh because of this one gay person <laughs> just because died but just i mean be- as long as there's something good out of a tragedy it's a good thing it's a good thing yeah i think we leave that up to another topic the next time yeah yeah moving on oh, so, okay so after what else tragic, did you do with after that tragic <laughs> event moment. uh we couldn't stop traveling so we only had a limited amount of limited amount of time in sydney so we went to uh darling harbor sydney sydney harbor uh the sydney opera house and oh sydney opera and, house as well yeah and nice. i saw this this amazing thing the biggest imax in the world holy moly okay, so on the when i was walking is it like around, bigger than oh that like how do you scale the Malaysians uh, like Sunway Pyramids IMAX so the Sunway Pyramids IMAX is like it's one third of what the Darling one Harbour one third one third oh of what the Darling Harbour IMAX is okay so when I went there I saw this building this whole building with label on it saying IMAX this whole building that's, was whole just building dedicated is, to IMAX IMAX it's wow. just a theatre in there one theatre and it was a building so oh. and when we were passing by all my brothers were like Oh my god, we got to watch a movie. We got to watch a movie. We got to watch a movie. So which movie so, do you watch? So we watched Interstellar. Oh, that's a good movie. For the second time, I watched it in Australia. And my god, Interstellar on that huge screen is amazing. It's just phenomenal. I've, I've heard people say it's amazing on IMAX, but just my god, the the screen covers my whole eyesight, you know? <laughs> and everything I see my god like you couldn't look at anything else except for the movie except for the movie itself yeah oh my god and the sound was so good All right just want to get some info for our listeners how much was the ticket okay la the ticket was really expensive it was 33 australian dollars for one adult so you like translate uh, i mean that convert is, it to malaysian is like okay, over 100 so bucks average of 3 ringgit per dollar and that equates to 100 bucks Oh my! Hundred expensive, bro. Yeah, for a movie. But I, I'm not regretting it. It was worth it. It was worth every ringgit. But if it were working in Australia, I think it would be more worth it. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, it's still, it's still a dollars. lot of money, lah. I, I feel like ah, oh. as a Malaysian, you, you haggle to the like end of the world, man. You're, you're born with the skill of haggling in you. So when like you give a hundred ringgit for a ticket, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, oh my gosh. So. But no regrets, ah, no, no regrets. regrets. It was it was a gr- great movie, great theater. But I hope they build one in Malaysia, as because that my God. Because Mal- yeah, Malaysia is like one of the so-called pioneers of movie entertainment because of the they always show a night gag that uh, what's called the Beanie Plex by TGV. Yeah, they love to show that in Malaysia a night gag saying like all oh, the yeah. best. Whatever yeah, it's it's like awesome. It's really comfortable. But I feel being comfortable in a movie just gets you to sleep in a movie. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Like okay lah, but okay lah, but watching a movie it doesn't need to be comfortable. It's just yeah. you're you're like no, I getting. Think, I, into I think this Bini Plex is a is a aim at a certain yeah groups of people yeah. which. 
I think more more towards couples. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more towards couples. All right, so okay, let's another move thing. On. Well, let's move on. We want to talk about like the topics where we brought forward from last Next, last week last week's okay, episode, so which is BFM. the issue in BFM itself, which is uh, they so, have two occurring issues. One, the four DJs are being charged with sedition act, and as well as the other being fined ten thousand ringgit for airing the issue. So I do not know whether I could say. Years oh yeah oh it's my. very controversial yeah it's i i have no idea what to say about it i mean you're trying to criticize the government when they're making a decision <laughs> on a topic yeah, and I, then when you're criticizing it they charge you for that i mean like how is that fair so the government can do whatever they want and then they just get away with it how is that fair yeah it's true i mean our country is based upon a group of people actually criticizing the current government like let's just say the british actually took over us and stuff like that and we actually did done some protests like the Malayan yeah. Union and stuff yeah. like that. It's the, I mean, our country is built on democratic values. So why can't we have this uh, right for the freedom of speech? We have a right to say whatever we think is right or like what our views are. And I can't believe that uh, Umar Pagan, Amiga Pagan and Ezra Zayed. And Ezra Zayed as well? Ezra Zayed. Oh my, don't. Why? Yeah. The guy is being charged for a lot of stuff. I mean, he got charged once for publishing one book last time. And also he has a lot of things be, um, uh, like chasing him because of the effing show. Do you yeah, know the, effing the effing show, show is great. I, but they won't. I, I would recommend everyone watch, uh, listening to this podcast. Uh, after you after after you uh, finish this, go watch the effing show uh, on so, YouTube. Yeah. You can check out. So Umar Pagan, Amiga Pagan, Ezra Zayed, Caroline O, Patrick Tio. You know Patrick, Patrick Tio as well. Patrick what Tio. in the world? Wow, Why? right? Controversial. I mean, I mean, I cannot. I don't know, love. Patrick Tio has been a uh, paid. I mean, he was the voice of Malaysia. That's I what mean, people call him. He's like so important for Malaysian radio he's like the pioneer of yeah. Malaysian radio like d- DJ no I mean like I think he got fired because he actually did a prank on radio and nowadays you can see like what gotcha calls and crappy calls on, yeah. on radio I mean I mean that's this every, guy morning, actually, every morning every morning every morning you got gotcha calls yeah. and this guy actually created like one of the first gotcha calls in Malaysia so why are you charging him and until today it's overshadowing his career in a, in a series so but I, I, I really feel that Patrick Teo is doing good at BFM. He he's great. He's really, he's really good at BFM. And I mean, Uma Pagan, Amiga Pagan, me and upper me and Nicholas follow him very well. Yeah, he's like one of my mentors. But yeah. I don't. He doesn't know me, but I know him a lot. <laughs> and Ezra Zayed. I mean, Ezra Zayed. Ezra Zayed, man. Like, if you if you don't know this guy, go Google this guy. This, this guy is amazing. Guy, I want to talk about this. So, did you hear about the 25 prominent Malays? Yeah, I mean, I, I never actually read about it, but I've seen a lot of people posting it on Facebook. Yeah. So, apparently, 25 prominent Malays from the government, actually, they're like uh, seniors from the government. From the government. Yeah, so most of them are like uh, public servants who've served the government before. Okay. So, are they, are they like still uh, serving in the government? Uh, or Some of them, I'm not sure all of them are, but some of them are and uh, some are like a part of the army. Some of them are like, like yeah, they are, they are uh, like basically a, what they say, 25, food, yeah. 25 prominent Malays. So, what is it? They, what is it all they about? have petitioned to the government. government or Najib specifically to look at this issue to look at the the Jayes and Mayes and the Islamic issue of Malaysia, you know? I think I think what they mainly want is to separate Islam from the government. So, uh, uh, I mean like a more I mean you don't, don't don't make it so that the government 
plays so much of a role like controlling the religion why does the government need to play a role in a religion when a religion is what you or your personal is more to, of a personal it's a personal thing yeah. your connection to god yeah, your true. your connection to god does not have to go through a government I can do whatever I want as long as uh, my my connection my my relationship with God is through I mean it, it's who is the government to say about it yeah. I mean, yeah if a Muslim person believes in his religion he would follow his uh upper faith properly properly and stuff like that and if the government just are punishing the Muslim the, people for not after doing uh like following the religion so yeah basically the government should not be putting their hands into religion and like saying what you could do what you can't do that should be left to like the religious body if if you ask me that should be left to the ustads and the ustazas yeah so i feel the government plays too much of a role in the management of islam in malaysia are they spending too much time on management of islam in malaysia and also they're not spending too much time is this they they regu- regulating it too much so one of the examples are like what like what did they so do? for example uh, one, of, one of the states in Nor- northern malaysia i'm sorry i i forgot the state government which is controlled by pas okay is putting up so much rules in the country i mean in the state so in a theater the women and the men are supposed to be segregated oh okay <laughs> even okay, for weird. the non-muslims even for the non-muslims because it's a state law and a few months ago i heard that girls playing volleyball yeah. they have to wear long pants hey come on and like cover like properly okay let oh me tell you God. let me tell you one thing i'm a volleyball player wearing long pants playing volleyball is bad <laughs> it's really tough it's hot yeah and like i think they just like it's not a right thing to do when uh, when you when you bring in religion to like sports It's it's not a right thing to do when you bring religion into government. It's too much of a subjective thing to be brought into a legislative body. Think of volleyball. Okay. Maybe maybe in some in the Islamic world might see it okay play a sports if it requires you to not like to be dressed as uh, appropriately as possible to play a sport. Oh, they do. They they I do. Mean, I mean, uh, theoretically. Okay. I'm saying if I mean it's required of you. It is required of you. Can you play volleyball with long pants? It's you can play volleyball with long pants, but it's is a it is it a disadvantage when you're playing against other teams? That I'm not really sure, but I don't see it as a disadvantage though. Don't you think when you when you're wearing like, don't you think will be more fatigue? Uh, it will be more fatigue on you when when you when you. I mean, there's there's always a reason why because the reason being we want to clear off all the sweat. It's it's hot. Yeah. basically so if this rule is implemented right it's already implemented in the whole i, I mean yeah that's right i mean if this rule is implemented in the whole world i mean like talking about football la in the world cup you can see everyone playing wearing long pants playing football is damn weird yeah no but one thing i i want to ask in your in your opinion because in the women's basketball world cup one of the countries the muslim countries actually send their team which which all of them actually wore hijab or if in malaysia you call it the tudong yeah yeah and i mean What, what do you think about it? I mean, okay, that's that's is it okay for them. That's or? the girl's decision. I mean, if they give the decision to the individual person, I think it'd be okay. But if they if there has a rule, that means that what you meant here is that you rest- there's a rule and it actually restricts things and it feels yeah, really it's, it, you cannot restrict the- you cannot restrict people from making decisions. Yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, I get what you mean. Now. I mean, if you say that people have to wear tudongs, I mean, in in secondary school. When you're going to school, 
can you see any girls that are not wearing tudung? I mean, it's very low, but they're socially like it's a peer pressure, you know. They they have to wear tudungs or they will be viewed in a yeah, different yeah, it's way. become like a peer pressure. Yeah, yeah. it's true. And some some, sort some of, of them, when they get out of school, they don't wear a tudung. They yeah, just, yeah, like, that's true. They just wear it for the school. What is the point if you enforce a law that only uh, only requires you to wear it in school and it's not effective at bringing like a tudung like it's not even effective you know yeah 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 if if you're forcing someone to do something it's never effective yeah yeah true 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 it must be from your inside you you know yeah and and, and of course when it comes to religion especially wise, religion really special religion yeah you you cannot force someone to follow a religion it's it's from your it's your connect it's your relationship with god if you think that you want to follow that religion you go ahead but if you think some of your views in your religion isn't right then it's your right as a person as a human to reject to, it to re- not reject everything but to show your views uh-huh to, yeah i mean true action actually yeah, yeah to, you can do to that. show your views i mean if every, i can see one one of the many if everything w- in the bible was practiced we would have slavery right now because yeah, true, true. slavery yes. is not is not punishable in the bible and one thing i want to, like what you said just now i mean middle of this year remember that that controversial about some people actually starting like uh, touch a dog oh, day yeah one of touch a dog day i mean that was one it's of the a lot of radical malays they have this voice they and a lot of moderate malays don't bring out their voice yeah that is true a lot of moderate malays even the word moderate means they they're not they're not being uh, radical and they don't call death threats on people or anything yeah. because they're being moderate that's and true. i think there's a small amount of radical malays that make it look like all the malays are being radical and i feel even even the perkasa oh, it's it's that okay, ngo I, I, i have a i have a point of view to bring out if if there's any other religion i mean not religion race that has a special interest group for example i'm indian if there's an indian group that is preaching to have more rights for indians what do you think the government would say i i think they would say no way you're being racist and being racist it's basically you're you're promoting your race and like you want your race to succeed and when prakasa does it it's okay <laughs> how is that okay <laughs> the prakasa group i feel they should be outlawed <laughs> they, they should they are the voice of the radical malays yes. and because the government thinks that the radical uh, they have to like uh, they need to satisfy the majority population they they hear any voices that they can hear and prakasa is the loudest voice yeah so, it, it is the loudest voice yes so they think that's what all malays want but it that is not the view of that all is not malays. the view of the like every every malay but i feel i feel wrong saying this as i'm not a malay yeah i think we should get a guess for this like if you want to expand maybe. about Next this week. issue who knows we might be charged under the sedition act yeah oh my god you know it's so scary to actually publish this episode the fifth episode anniversary actually <laughs> our think, fifth episode i think if you have a sixth episode i, I think, think we'll have the sixth episode in jail i think yeah <laughs> possibly i think we'll bring you this content from anywhere we are <laughs> even not in malaysia <laughs> or i don't know even, okay even if you have to bring it from jail or or whatever let's do it let's do it yeah so we are willing to go to jail for you guys so yeah, you guys make sure you guys listen, listen guys. more i think uh we have uh, we have passed a lot of time uh, i think time has yeah this long this episode is a long one yeah. i don't know i just feel 
I feel the government is doing a wrong thing when when it comes to the sedition act. They should even the UN. UN is encouraging us not to upper the UN is encouraging us to abolish the sedition act. Oh really? Okay. There was an article good. article on the New York Times how how we should our the Malaysian population is being discriminated with the sedition act. Oh we are. It's like over even even wrongly even lawyers used. Even lawyers are against sedition act. Yeah, the the bar um, bar, the bar council bar council in Malaysia voted against the sedition act. They they have a campaign against the sedition act. Even some lawyers in UN they had a gathering in UN against the sedition act because one of the lawyers, one of the constitutional lawyers, got charged under the sedition act for bringing out not his views as a as a view? person, but his views as a professional, ah. as as from what's he was just telling you what is law. He was just telling you what is. Uh, I mean, what is, what his professional point of view is. How can you charge a person when he's giving a professional point, point of, of view, view in a way or so? And yeah. as a lawyer, he has to do it. You cannot. You cannot go. Um, if you if you start doing this, you are become a dictatorship. I think. Yeah. True. You, true. You are cutting cutting all your feedbacks. If if the people are not being. Yeah, and then this could be actually lead to effects of people like us, possibly that we do not dare to actually speak against. Yeah, we we might cancel. I mean, we we're not going to. But if if other other podcasts are or podcasts other people or in Malaysia people, or like BFM, if they if they get scared enough, they will. Dude, they're actually really speaking about the real issues in Malaysia. Yeah, I mean, BF- I okay. So you get if you guys don't know uh, BFM, BFM is one of the best radio stations in Malaysia. They talk about the issues happening in Malaysia, and they have the best music, and they have the best people in Malaysia. <laughs> okay, we're DJs. not sponsored by them, huh? <laughs> we we have no relations with uh, BFM, BFM, but we but we love them. Okay, as, connection to everything else. BFM consists of as they don't Zayed, pay Umar us. Pagan. They don't pay us <laughs> a cent. Yeah, they don't pay us. We love them. Give them free advertisement. Yes. Go listen to BFM right now. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. It's not the top top one hundred songs. It's they won't play the top one hundred songs. Okay, so if if you are into that, I'm not encouraging you to go see that. But if you want to listen to more educational point of views, I mean, like to increase your knowledge about Malaysia and what's happening around in Malaysia, Malaysia or in I the really world to encourage be, you to, to go be, listen to, to BFM. Yeah. So eighty nine point nine BFM and yeah so yeah I think we just gonna I wrap think it's been up. a really long episode guys so. yeah we're gonna wrap things up um I think we won't have a episode for Christmas because our website do because we have actually extended our limit yeah so but Christmas is on the twenty eighth so I think we can do oh yeah so next week we won't we might not have one all right so, so sorry guys but anyway happy Christmas all everyone. right Merry Christmas to everyone. Hope you guys will have a good holiday. Happy, happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year as well. I think we have another podcast. La. I think we I think we might fit in another podcast. Yeah, I think there's ha- a lot of short ones in the past. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna continue to extend our talk on BFM. I think as we dabble as the, more as, into as it the, uh, and we actually talk about the Sedition yeah. Act and also we will talk about uh Picasso's point. I think we get some, uh, a Malay guest as yeah, well. We need a Malay Should be, yeah. yeah, we need a Malay guest because I'm Chinese. Yadavan's Indian. Ashwin's no, Indian. Ashwin's Indian. We, and it's very hard to actually find a guest. I mean, in general, we, we literally for the past four, 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 weeks, four episodes, trying to find were, one guest. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's hard to hard. get on. But I think next week, we'll find you one Malay guest. Yeah, I think that would be great. to talk about. Another point this, of view. Uh, just to po- talk about his point of view 
into Picasso Picasso or his uh, special rights. All right. Special rights. We're going to talk about special rights as well. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I I swear to God, if you don't get charged, but under the I think we could get charged for this initial act, man. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, all right. So we're gonna wrap things up. This is episode five, our fifth episode anniversary. Woohoo! Yeah, guys, clap hand, clap hand. Yeah. So we've been doing this for one one month already, lah. So anyway, goodbye. All right, bye, guys. Have a have a good Christmas and a New Year. All right.